0: It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. Time for Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda. Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company.
1: Herlinda. Cheers. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine. What's on tap
1: for today? I know it's Cinco de Mayo. All the places I would have brought in are all busy. We'll do a post-Cinco de Mayo with like a goblet.
0: When I think of Cinco de Mayo, (laughs) I think of Belgian beer. (laughs)
1: So, you know, it, May Day is a very important day in Europe, of course. So we're close to that kind of right now, right? Nah. Yeah, more or less. More or less. So our friend Der Speck from Couvert Brewery, he's actually a real Belgian, which is like unusual. I mean, he's one of the few doing As that. opposed to an imitation Belgian? <laughs> There's not a lot of Belgian <laughs> brewers. Actually, I was judging in Italy next to a very famous Belgian judge. He said, I keep looking for more Belgian breweries in the U.S. I said, we have one in Sonoma County, and he's actually a real Belgian. And he was trained. You weren't trained in Ghent, right, Hendrik?
2: Uh, I was trained in my garage, um, <laughs> really. Um, but, yeah, got some little extra knowledge over there at the University of Ghent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now,
1: do you say Kent like the Flemish? Yeah, you say
2: I Ghent? say Ghent. So, yeah, we do that sound that most Americans can't seem to yeah, make.
1: In Belgium, <laughs> they speak like with either the, like French um, or Flemish, which is a little closer to Dutch. Am I correct? Yeah, exactly. And that is like on the Brussels end because you, um, your family is over near actually our friends in Grottorst uh, in the Insurance of Great Thirst, um, which is the number one beer pub in the world on rate beer. And you, your family lives like Two miles away from there, right? Yep,
2: they pretty much live just around the corner, and so every time we go, it's a great excuse to go drink some of the best beer at the best pub.
1: So, is, was any of that your influence in becoming a brewer?
2: Oh, definitely. We're in a very beer-centric area, very unique styles that are found nowhere else, and that's the reason we started brewing after we moved.
1: They moved to Windsor. They just opened up Cuvée Brewery in Windsor um, near the, what do they call that, Beverage Alley over there? Yeah,
2: so it's the Beverage District, and Artisan Alley is right in the middle of it, and there's some cideries, some distilleries. Shed, one of our yeah, favorites. Hilti Isn't Shed. it
0: an industrial park?
2: Pretty much, Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It's an industrial <laughs> park full of people making booze. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and our guest from... NZ Hops? Well, actually, it'll be Tara Nuren from NZ Hops. She's going to call in from the Craft Brewers Conference in Minneapolis. And Hendrick had a live broadcast of the Craft Brewers Conference Beer Awards playing at your brewery today, right?
2: Yep, yep, in the tap room, waiting to win an award. What did you enter? Our Belgian double. And how did you do? I bet you we were fourth. I mean, we out of? Out. <laughs> I think there was around 90 entries Okay, or that's not them. bad. But they only announced three of them, so okay. I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else thinks they're fourth. Yep, pretty much. All right. Yeah,
1: well, there's thousands and thousands of beers. I mean, there was 2,000 beers in the Italian competition. So the World Beer Cup at uh, the Craft Brewers Conference
2: they had the most entries they've ever had, around 10,500 yeah. beer entries. They so. had
1: like 200 judges from all over the world. Some of the judges <laughs> I was just with in Italy came and judges from Mexico. and It was quite the reunion party. Everybody was very happy to see each other. But it was in Minneapolis, so I saw also a lot of pictures of, of Prince memorials as mm. well. <laughs>
0: Back to the Drive Bruhaha here on The Drive with Steve Jackson. The Brouhaha is, of course, brought to you by Russian River Brewing. And joining us in studio, we've got the brewmaster of Cuvée Brewing. We have Hendrik Verspect here. Welcome back, Hendrik. Hi, pleasure to be here. For folks who don't know Cuvée, and it's spelled C-U-V-E-R, by the way, C-U-V-E-R Brewing.com is their website. Tell us a little bit of the history of Cuvée Brewing.
2: So we started up our brewery just over a year ago. It's a combination of my family and my fiancé's family getting together to Shine a light on on Belgian beer, uh, and so we're a, we're a Belgian family. We started making beers here ourselves just because we we were missing the styles that that we'd grown so used to and loved, just like anyone else in Belgium. And um, yeah, we started making them. They ended up being pretty good. People responded well to them, and uh, and then since an opportunity came by to purchase a, a brewery that was already set up, we figured, yeah, why not? Let's uh, let's go for it. Let's uh, jump off the edge and. Uh, See, see how well we can expose Belgian beer to the greater public.
0: How's it going so far?
2: It's amazing, yeah. We've been received very well. Um, our beers seem to be approachable enough to the to the local to the local preferences and tastes that uh, we seem to be able to draw somewhat of a crowd
0: for folks who are looking to visit you where are you located and what are your
2: hours so we're located in windsor off of bell road which is in the middle of the <laughs> windsor beverage district uh near artisan alley um we're open every day of the week except for wednesday um cool. But please do check our hours uh, on Google or on Facebook. Uh, On Fridays and Saturdays, we're open from uh, 1 to 9. Other days, they're a little bit more restricted hours. And it's a
1: family affair there. So anytime you go in there, there is going to be some member of the family or the fiancé's family. Yep there which is um kind of cool actually that kind of reminds me of belgium also
2: definitely when you're in yeah say hi to my mom my dad my uh (laughs) (laughs) my my even even you'll even find my brother's girlfriend's father as part of the affair uh i've roped everybody into this (laughs) (laughs) now
0: we mentioned your beers you had a beer place in the recent battle of the brews Mm -hmm. tell us about that beer
2: yeah, so we ended up winning the award for best session beer with our signature saison ale, the pepperwood, um, which is actually, this was my first recipe. Uh, I I had no idea what I was doing. So, uh, this well, you the, failed
0: well. Uh, incredibly
2: well, right? <laughs> um, even as a homebrew, uh, we actually won an award with this at the California State Fair in 2018. And yeah, now this is our first commercial award. We won it within a year of operation, which is you know pretty amazing. We're pretty stoked about that, and even more so, we actually won an award with a Belgian beer in a category that's not specifically for Belgian beer. Right. <laughs> we just beat any other beer that was five percent or below. Um, and to me, that that that's that's really the big takeaway from winning this award. Because
1: I judged that the Battle of the Brews competition. I was one of the official judges. They also had uh, people's choice. And there's a lot of the people are doing lower alcohol beers now, which is like the session beers. So you winning that category, um, that's a that's a pretty big deal. And this was already my favorite. I didn't judge that category, I judged uh, I think I judged PLs or something, I don't remember. But um, I know it wasn't this, but this is all. this has been was right away my favorite beer of yours immediately. And I love Belgian beers anyway. But Cezanne is, has a really cool old history. So th- so this is like really refreshing um, lower alcohol like you were saying a session beer would be and it was, if I remember correctly, this was done for like, I mean season so like farm workers, um, people who were out in the fields, they came, you know at lunch or whatever, on a, you know they came in and from hard working, lower alcohol, something refreshing to have either with their lunch or um, relaxing and be able to go back and not, you know, hurt, you know cut off their leg with a thrashing machine or something (laughs) but um am i correct on the on the history of the style
2: uh yeah pretty much it's uh it's a worker's beer it's a farm worker's beer and uh they used to brew it with the ingredients that were in season Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of was my take on this too i I went for local spices that i just found in my backyard (laughs) when i made the beer so so
0: tell us what's in it
2: So I use um, California bay laurel, uh, also known as the pepperwood tree. Uh, That's where the name comes from, Um, and which is very similar to bay laurel, which most people use in cooking. But this one is a native plant species to California, and it grows all over. That's
1: what the pepperwood reserve is named for as well.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, And then I also use Myers lemon peels, which uh, the Myers lemon was something I'd never encountered until I came to Sonoma County. It's just it's kind of an oddity anywhere else that I've noticed. Uh, But the aroma is amazing and it's it's, uh, actually a hybrid between a lemon and a mandarin. And that's what makes it so unique. And so that's the trickiest part about brewing this beer commercially is uh, finding enough Myers lemon peels to throw in. <laughs> oh, I
1: have a lot of friends with Myers. So we'll, we'll, when you start to do it again, let me, let me know. But it's also a Cezanne yeast that has a lot. That, that's like the, the key ingredient of a Cezanne beer.
2: Yes, definitely. So just like all Belgian beers, uh, the yeast is a highly determining factor. Uh, Belgian beers are fermentation-driven, which means it's that a lot of the flavor comes from the, the yeast itself. And the farmhouse ale strains, or the Belgian saison ale strains, have a lot of esters and phenolics um, that dominate the flavor. A lot of herbaceous characters, notes of cloves and pepper and things like that. Um, a
1: little citrusy. Well. Yeah,
2: a little citrusy fairly dry most of the time
1: frites,
0: why are we eating french fries with our beer
2: <clears throat> so, sorry what kind of fries sir uh,
0: <laughs> why are we eating belgian frites with uh, our beer
2: there we go well in belgium uh, fries are uh, a staple Uh, they are a Belgian thing as well. They're only called French fries because uh, some Yankee soldier got some fries handed to him in French speaking Belgium and uh, (laughs) decided to call them French fries. Um, but yeah, fries are an, an everyday thing in Belgium, unlike uh, the many fast food locations that people are used to over here in Belgium. There's a lot of mom and pop fry places and fry shacks, and you typically go for just the fries and it just so happens to be the perfect beer pairing food so and it does go well with
0: this beer in particular
1: i did my little air fryer um with these just for you guys <laughs> they even have the skin on them but they Cheers but they do particularly go great with this beer as well but so how do so so I, I judge a lot of competitions and i i've told other judges that like if they were like kind of new or something or people ask me about competitions what do they really what do they really mean they mean potential sales or changing a brewery, brewery owner's life when something does well. So, how has this changed things for the brewery that you won Battle of the Brews, which was one of the longest competitions um, that we have in Sonoma County?
2: Um, so it's definitely great exposure we've already uh, felt it we've been you know working with Oliver's to get our our bottle program really up and running and um, they're definitely seeing changes too and so the frequency at which people are buying the pepperwood from us or uh, putting it on draft places has definitely increased significantly since we won
1: yeah well well done <laughs> Thank <fantastic>. you.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you very and much. And
1: then you brought something else that's very special, especially Belgian, and I wanted people to, to understand the difference between a Guz and a lambic, which also just even explain what they are because they don't really do those. I mean, there's doing them here, but they are definitely Belgian.
2: Yes, yes. They're nothing but Belgian. That's for sure. Um, So Lambics uh, are a style of spontaneously fermented beer made in the area of Brussels. Explain spontaneous. Yeah. uh, So basically, you end up creating a beer that you don't add yeast to. Uh, You just, before it starts fermenting, you pump it up in this big, shallow vat. It's called a cool ship. And you expose it to the uh yeah, they do actually there's a couple of guys around here flat, um, it's
1: a big flat shallow yeah. metal like, and shady
2: oak uh, actually has a, a mobile version of it, so they can take it around the county um because you know the the, the particular thing that makes a lambic lambic is that it needs to catch the wild flora so wild yeasts and wild bacteria particularly lactic acid bacteria from the environment just from the air Um, it just catches some microbes while it is cooling in this big shallow vat uh, gets pumped into some barrels and then it slowly starts to ferment Um, and it makes it very different from other beers because the yeasts uh, that are used to create these beers spontaneously um, they can be used in addition to other beers to make all these funky beers. Um, but the way it ferments is definitely very unique. And most of the time, too, this beer needs to sit and age. Uh, if you try it like within six months, it can be the most disgusting thing you've ever tried. <laughs> uh, but somewhere around eight months, it just turns into this amazing, fruit forward, refreshing beer. Um, that tastes unlike anything else, really. Now,
0: how long has the bottle that you've brought in aged?
2: So this bottle, let's see, uh, this is a 20, which means we bottled it in 2020. So it's been in the bottle for two years. And, um, well, we actually use a system in which we blend year after year. We just keep adding to the barrel. Um, that's not uh, a particularly traditional way of doing things. That's just uh, one of those things you do when you only have two barrels instead of 200. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So overall, uh, the average life of this beer is at least three years old from, I, I from production. I've been um, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and they have all these huge barrels of different Lombics, and they blend them. Actually, well, everybody does or can. They can blend them almost like we do with wines, right?
2: Yeah, so it's very similar. So a Lambic is an unblended version. Okay. Um, Lambic is a single brew, single batch. The Goze is the blend. The Goze is the blend, exactly. So the, all the Goze traditionally made in Belgium is a blend between a three-year-old, a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and then is re-fermented in the bottle with some freshly inoculated wort out of the cool ship. Uh, To get the the re-fermentation going in the bottle. Uh, And so a a typical Lambic is served flat, most of the time even at room temperature or just slightly colder. Um, Whereas a goose, which is more like what we're drinking here because it's also a blend and it's carbonated and bottle conditioned, um, you know, it's typically, yeah, it's it's sparkling.
0: This is delicious. Uh, it, 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 It doesn't taste like beer
2: it's uh it's it's a breed on its own it's uh it lives somewhere between beer wine and kombucha really um especially if you look at the fermentation and the complexity of it with the multiple organisms sometimes it kind of makes you think of a scoby there's even something that grows on top called a pellicule with these beers uh that, that hosts all the microbes in Why the Why do colony? these have
1: such weird names? Like they, They're not appetizing them. <laughs> Scobies and pellicles. I mean, it's something that you wouldn't want so, to put your foot into a bath in at the nail salon.
2: I don't know where pellicule came from, <laughs> but SCOBY is just an abbreviation. Uh, it stands oh, for yeah, symbiotic, symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeasts. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know how to describe the taste of this, Herlinda. How would you?
1: So it's slightly – it's lightly sour. Yeah. But not super sour. It's not taking your enamel off. No. Um, it's definitely a little fruity. Yep. And a little floral and a tiny bit sweet in the nose, but it's not s- sweet in the, in the, in the mouth. Um, and this one's carbonated. Like right. I actually have had a lot of mixed up where they're, they're like flat, flat, which I don't – I have to admit, I don't love f- you know, the, the you know, non-carbonated beers or ciders. Uh, but this is super refreshing. Um, but you you made this. This is your home one. It's not yeah, this is uh, homebrew. At the, yeah, that, so in case people start coming in looking for <laughs> Are you going to do some
2: commercial? That is... Uh Really, our long term goal. Uh, we're from the area in Belgium where this stuff is made, and it's near and dear to our hearts. And so, this is definitely something we wanted to bring.
1: So, this is Sonoma County wild yeast in here, right? Yes,
2: yes, correct. So, this so did is. You go, uh,
1: did you go like moving around like Armstrong Woods or anything looking for like cool yeast?
2: No, we we just Friendly just uh, it's it's a fountain and Grove uh, culture from my parents' <laughs> fountain house. Grove yeah, found Grove yeast, <laughs> uh, maybe from the the Paradise Ridge Vineyard there. I mean, we might have caught something floating, floating through the air, um, but yeah, this is spontaneously fermented. It's really lovely.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little bit. It's a, it's tart. It's citrusy. Um.
2: And and the beauty of it really yeah. is it's the simplicity of ingredients. Um, you don't use fancy malts. You don't use fancy hops. You don't pitch yeast. It's the bare minimum. How much hops in something like this? Um, actually, they're all oxidized hops. And there's not that, that much they're in older it. older hops. They're older hops, they're aged, they're uh, typically not varietal specific. They're
1: not for flavor.: No, right? they're, they're for just preservation, right.
2: Just preservation, but they need to lack the alpha acids. Um, <laughs> sorry, IPA drinkers, but yeah, um, <laughs> you don't want too many alpha acids, otherwise those lactic acid bacteria that are going to turn the beer this beautiful, fruity sour won't survive. Um kills it. Yeah, kills it, and then you'll kind of end up with a mediocre beer.
0: You've got two limited brews on your website. Tell me about Devil's Bell. <laughs> All Ooh, right, I so,
2: like uh, yeah, I did bring it along with me today as well. So the Devil's Bell uh, would be classified as a Belgian double IPA. It's the first double IPA we attempted, and we use a Belgian ale yeast to ferment it. Uh, and as far as I know, it is the only one. In existence, I have not found another version of a Belgian double IPA or something marketed
0: as such. Hmm. Um, so only available at Cuvée Brewing in Windsor.
2: Pretty much, or wherever you can find it on tap. We do uh, sell it at bars and restaurants, and so there's a couple places. But on our website, you can find where uh, this beer is being poured.
1: And its uh, it's flavor profile, it says on there, is silky, smooth, and tropical fruit. So we that sounds that sounds inviting
0: intriguing at the very yeah, least yeah
1: so i'm actually I'm really proud of you guys, you guys were you know just up and coming when we had you on like a year ago and well were they i believe they were away. last
0: on in twenty twenty one september sixteenth twenty twenty one when you guys were just getting ready to open
2: well, that long ago already huh
0: it has been that long, so <laughs> let's try this
1: uh, survived a devil's Pan- bell a pandemic and another fire and and now you're in the world beer cup uh, Oh, that's like flowers. Not like super hoppy aromas. No, is that be- that's because of the, with the, the the yeast that you're doing? Or? Um,
2: that's part of it. We also opted to go for something a little bit milder on the hops, mm-hmm. uh, just because typically in Belgium oh. you don't find a beer that's hopped over sixty okay. IBUs. That's so just like that it doesn't fit in our market. This is
1: really nice malty um, after, like the the mouthfeel, um, the. At the finish, it's like malty, a little bit sweet. Pa- excuse me, pa-
0: packs a little punch at nine percent ABV. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: for sure. It is extremely sneaky. Um, yeah, we always have to be careful when we start serving okay, you gotta these. Gotta try that with
0: the, fr- <laughs> the, fr- the frites. All, right. All right, guys. Again, we're talking with Hendrik Verspect of Couvert. Bru- I know how to pronounce it. Cuvee Brewing. Uh, they're located in Windsor. com, although it's spelled C-U-V-E-R. com is their website. Hendrick, thank you so much for joining us on the brew. Oh, yeah. It was
2: Rats. a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Herlinda, what's on tap for next
1: week? So next week we have Seismic. Is um, It's their five-year anniversary, so they're going to be having a party. All right. We'll uh, be here yeah. in the studio. Yeah. All right,
0: <laughs> folks. That's it for the Drive Brew. Ha-ha.